All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, guys. Welcome to this week's episode of the PhD Podcast. It's your girl, Ebony. And this week's episode is going to be a rewind of Trust Your Gut, my experience with my Lyft driver. Um, there has been so much shit going on with these Uber and Lyft drivers, so I thought it was necessary for y'all to understand how important it is for y'all to be alert. Um, this um, episode is very near and dear because I had an experience where I didn't pay attention to my surroundings. Not with a Lyft or Uber driver, but something um, with me walking around. And I shared it in this week's episode, but it's so good, y'all. Um, please make sure y'all share this with your family and friends. There's been so much going on with sex trafficking. So I really do hope that this episode inspire y'all to stay safe, to be alert, and just be on your P's and Q's. If you have any questions or concerns, please email me at hello at the PSG podcast. And until next time, guys, later. Welcome. You are now listening to The Professional Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the PXG Podcast. It's your girl, Ebony, and I'm super excited about this week's episode. Um, before we begin, please make sure you follow me at the Professional Homegirl, at the PXG Podcast, and last but not least, at Ebony Beauty. Um, please keep in mind that all of my guests are anonymous, so let's begin this week's episode. So I'm super excited about this week's episode because I think this is very important that we instilled in each other that we need to always be alert and to always trust our gut. So before we begin with my guests, I want to share my story of when I knew that something wasn't right and I should have trust my gut. Um, So I think it was like one night, a summer night, I was out with my friends and I think I only had like one drink. It had to be one drink because at the time I was driving and I was out with my friends and we ended up getting ready to leave. And the whole time we was leaving, something literally told me to have my friends drop me off at my car. Now, granted, I think the reason why I didn't have my friends drop me off in my car is because I was like, you know what? My car is right there from the place. It's literally like a five-minute walk. And we was walking to their car. And then after we walked to their car, my car was literally like five minutes away from the um from their car. So, like, it's no big deal, right? And I was walking near, like, hotels and stuff. Like, it's like it's always somebody out in New York City. So, as I'm walking... The whole time, something is telling me, like, girl, like, it just did not feel right. But did I trust the signs? No. So I'm walking by. I see a phone booth. I walk right, I walk literally right past the phone booth. And next thing you know, and remind you, I had on, like, five-inch heels. I had on, like, this long um, black and white dress. And next thing you know, this guy 
first of all, he had to be at least, I mean, I'm small frame, but I'm tall, uh, or I should say slim, but, or slim thick, <laughs> but, um, he literally was like, and I'm not even exaggerating, he had to be at least almost 200 pounds, obviously he was drunk, and he grabbed my ass, and he literally said to this guy, I remember, like, it was just that, I'm fucking that pussy up tonight. Now, granted, I was scared as shit, but I was always taught, you know, never to let anybody know how much or how afraid you are. So my instinct is, you know what, I see my car right there. I have on these these very tall, high heel shoes, whatever, and he's behind me. I don't want to make it like I was scared because I don't know if, I didn't know if he had anything in his hand. I didn't know if he was like, I just didn't know what he could have done to me. So I wanted to play my play cool until I got into somebody, um, until I saw somebody or heard somebody coming. So when I make my break to my car, it'll be just like, boom. So I'm walking to my car. He's mumbling and he's mumbling behind me and he's literally like on my heels. So I heard people coming because at this point I'm like, damn, nobody's outside. So I heard people coming. And as soon as I heard somebody coming, I ran to my car Press the um unlock button on my the little keychain or keypad whatever for my car. I run to the other side, lock the door. As soon as I locked the door, this nigga started banging on my window trying to open the door. Instantly, I just sped off. Like I didn't even look to see if oncoming traffic was coming. And so, the moral of the story is I should have trusted my gut because my gut was telling me that you should have had your friends drop you off or you shouldn't have walked to your car by yourself. And God forbid nothing happened, because I was like, yo, I'm not getting fucking raped tonight. Like, it wasn't happening, which leads me into my guest story about how she trusted her gut, and she was not trying to stick around and see if anything was going to happen. So, and I think this happened, like, currently, right? So, it'll be two weeks tomorrow. Wow, so current. Yeah. So, it brings me to my guest and her current situation when it comes to... Lyft drivers or Uber drivers. I think that's something that we all use. I live in New York City and everybody uses Lyft or Uber. So tell us about that night in the beginning what happened. Okay, sure. So um, <clears throat> I drove to meet, uh, to meet up with friends and we ended up going to two places um, over the whole night. Once for kind of like um, tapas and drinks mm-hmm. Um me and my family, we drink a lot. That's something that we do. So I'm not a lightweight at all. Um, I had a total of two drinks earlier in the night between like 8.30 and 9. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was it. I needed to be up the next morning. Also, I drove myself there. So we, um, I got in the car with, with a friend and we all rode together to the next location where we had kind of like another bite to eat. And, you know, it was just kind of, you know, good conversation and hanging out, that kind of thing. Um, so we left the second location around 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. And um, I called for a lift, like I said, around 2. And um, he came to pick me up uh, right at 2.08. Um, Why did you feel the need to, because I know your post, because I found you through Instagram and you, your post went viral. Right. Why did you feel the need to mention that you wasn't drinking? So honestly, I and I put kind of an asterisk that it yeah. didn't matter because right. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I was belligerent, um, if I was barely walking, talking, slurring, whatever. But there seems to be this um, kind of like victim shaming. And that's the first thing that people go to is were you drunk? And it oh, was what did like, you have on? Oh, exactly. What did you do? Exactly. And it's, it's as if there is something that a female could have done differently to sway someone from wanting to hurt her instead of focusing the attention on the fact that a man intended to hurt her. Right. Um, so I, I put that in there because like I said, it was on a Saturday, it was Saturday, early Sunday morning. So it was essentially Saturday night going into Sunday morning and I knew that that was going to be the first response from people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to go ahead and put that out there and just go ahead and shut that argument down. Granted, there were a billion other arguments that came after that, but that was the one that I didn't want to be discussed because I was beyond sober. Right. So, um, anyway, so the car comes up and, um, my my friend um, who I had ridden with there, his house was 
way closer to the second restaurant that we went to. And I was like, you know, there's no need for you to double back, you know, just the whole thing. Like, don't worry. It's a 10 just minute ride. Home. I'm sorry. Just go home. Exactly. Yeah. All like, right. And I feel like that's kind of the energy that all of our friends kind of, we just consider one another, if that makes sense. So, um, so we pulls up and because I buy myself, there are a couple of things that I do. Um, I, first thing I do is always check the license plate and the model of the car, because mm-hmm. um, from what I understand, there are scanners that people can purchase to kind of get information as far as your pickup and what mm-hmm. your name is. And that car could not even be affiliated with a rideshare service at all. You know what's so funny? I was doing my research for this um, earlier today, uh-huh. and that is true. They can purchase that stuff, and they don't have to have no affiliation. Exactly with the company, which is scary for sure. So someone can pretend to be picking you up, but Lyft always puts the car um, make, model, color, and license plate. So. Mm-hmm. It, it's always been a point for me to check all three of those things because the odds, I mean, even with a license plate, there's no way that someone who's not affiliated, they're like, it's just not going to match. You know what I mean? Right. So I go to the back of the car. I check the license plate. I make sure that it's the right car. I walk to the passenger side window. He rolls the window down. I'm looking at him and he, I always make them kind of dictate the name that I have on Lyft which is not my personal name. Like, it's not my real name. It's some sort of nickname that I use. And why do you do that? Because I always um, use my real name. Right. And that's fine. And that's just something that I choose not to do. So I don't have a profile avatar. I haven't um, uploaded one. And then I don't use my real name just because um, my name is, like, a little bit unique. And I just feel like with technology, it's so easy to figure out who someone is. You know what I mean? So, like, you, your name is like Brittany or Ashley or something. Ex- exactly. <laughs> so, right. And even with that, that first name, you know, it really doesn't take that much. Like, you know, somebody inside that restaurant, they swiped your card. Like, it's literally so easy to figure out who people are, you know? Right. So, I just personally feel a little bit more comfortable using a nickname. Now, what do you always sit in the passenger seat? No, I don't always. Now, it kind of just depends like on the situation. Mm. So if I'm with multiple people, then I'm happy to sit in the back seat. If it's, um, I sometimes feel like it's, if it's the middle of the day, then I'm okay to sit in the back seat because, you know, it's visible. You know, I can see what's going on in the car better. I can see what's going on outside better. Um, but that night, my gut told me to sit in the front seat of the car. And it just mm. was what it was. Now, one thing that I don't do when I do sit in the backseat of the car is I don't allow drivers to handle my doors. Um, because, you know, a lot of drivers, they want to give good customer service. And I appreciate that. But please uh, don't handle my door. They could switch on the child lock. Um, right. Especially if they're pulling up and they've already kind of opened the door for you. And you, and you don't, don't even know if the child lock is on now because you can't even hear it. Nope. You can't hear it. And it, it's so... And I mean, you got to think about it. You're getting in the car with your stuff. You're on the phone. You're trying to sit your bag down. You're trying to make sure you have all of your stuff. You know what I mean? It's in those two seconds, they can flip it on. So I never let a driver handle my door, even if it is in the back. Because if you open the door yourself, you can look and see if the child lock is on. And if you've opened that door, then, you know, um, you can look, you know what I mean? And see what's going on. You know, sit down, you know, move forward. Right. But I, um, I so your him. friend left. Um, so, so my friend waited. I mean, he's a gentleman. He right. really is. We've been friends for honestly 10 or 15 years. So I get in the car. He opens the door for me. I get in the front seat. He closes the door for me, kind of waves goodbye to me and watches the car drive off. So one thing that I normally do is uh, share my location with whoever it is that I'm with. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They can kind of keep tabs on me. Um, and the first thing that I noticed when I got in the car was that the front seat was pushed all the way forward. Mm. Like, like too far forward. And so I was like, um, listen, you gotta be fucking alert, man. <laughs> it's, 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 you're so you have right. to be, you're so right. And just picking up on those little things because like my knees were almost touching the dashboard, but I'm honestly not that tall. So it wasn't that big of a deal. But still, he goes, he, 
Right. You know, that was just something I picked up on. And he said, um, oh, like, move your seat back, like, get comfortable. Like, you don't have to be sitting all up front, you know, that kind of thing. And I told him, no, I'm good. Don't worry. Like, you know, it's no problem. But I had my hair. So I have, um, like, big natural hair. And I had my in a high bun. Had to like pin down that whole thing and I just kind of made like a little joke like oh but my hair is to the top of the car you know just trying to lighten things up a little bit and he the, he said oh don't worry like it, it's so pretty it's so pretty like don't worry mm. I was like mm-hmm, okay noted then uh so when I got in the car there was like jazz it was like how do I explain it? Like hip hop jazz music kind of play, like upbeat jazz music playing. And yeah, I was he trying phone. to set the mood? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know, some Lyft drivers don't like to play music. That is words. true. You know, they just don't want to offend anybody or have somebody listening. You know, jazz is kind of like it can transcend all audiences. Mm-hmm. So um, then he picked up his phone and he was like, you know what, let me turn this. So, oh, I, I skipped a part. I apologize. No, go ahead. When I got in the car, um, I had put my destination as a restaurant because I parked my car along that street. And the the GPS called out, like, your destination may be closed upon arrival. Mm. He kind of, yeah. So uh, he kind of looked at me and made the mistake of telling him, oh, I'm going back to my car which is not something I would normally do, but he kind of looked at me like, girl, what? Like, why are you having, you know what I mean? You know so, what? I do that as well too. Whenever I'm in a Lyft or um, Uber, I always yeah. put the, the, um, the address in my GPS because I need to make sure we go in the same way. <laughs> I do right. that too. So normally, like, I, I will like follow along with the GPS, but honestly, I didn't do it that night. Um. I, I don't know. I, I'm not saying I was comfortable. I just, that was something I normally do is have my phone out and follow. And I just didn't do it that day. Um, but anyway, so the, that notification came from his GPS. It came out through the car speakers because his phone was connected. Mm. And he said, let me turn this music off so I can hear the directions or like, so I can pay attention to the map or something like that. And that was the last time that I heard any directions dictate anything. So it was at that point in time that he not only turned off the music, but he either turned off or removed the volume from the app. So I never heard it say, turn right or turn left, you know what I mean? So, you know, he, when we leave, he takes a right. I personally think we could have gone straight down the street, but he takes a right. But there are, you know, in the Atlanta area, there are 50 ways to get to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of drivers who drive a lot know quicker ways. And so I wasn't really alarmed immediately. So, you know, we're driving. It's, you know, he's driving really slow, which I was kind of annoyed about. I was like, God, like, I'm tired. Like, I'm trying to get back to my car. Because you did drove... say that the destiny, your car was like, t- what, 10 minutes away, right? About 10, I would say 15 minutes, like, with traffic and stuff. So it was about 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. so um and honestly by the time like I had gotten the car and just kind of the whole thing happened it was I think it ended up being like 23 minutes wow so um anyway we, we start driving he's driving really slowly and we had a really intelligent conversation um about Atlanta gentrification um he said he's not originally from here that he had been living here for 15 years just the whole thing So um, we turned onto a certain street and we were at a light and because they're gentrifying all parts of Atlanta, there will be some really nice things on one block. If you go one block back, you're in an area where not good things happen. So I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) So I may, I naively hindsight is 2020 made the comment. Cause we were, we were around a certain area and I was like, you know, this part's really nice, but honestly, even if you go one street over, you know, I've heard and seen things that have gone on over there. Like you just really need to be careful as a driver. And he started throwing his weight around telling me that he didn't need to worry about that. You know, he has worked security for all of these years. He worked Homeland security, high museum. He worked 
closely with the pastor at like a huge mega church here in Atlanta, mm-hmm. security for this, and he just knows how to handle people. Mm. And it was around that, it was a combination of me noticing that we were in this area, which is a little further than I thought we needed to be, and that comment, those comments of him trying to intimidate me that I started to feel uncomfortable. My stomach started to knot up. I started sweating. So at this point, I start actively sending my location. Like every time we crossed over another street, I was sending my location to the friend that I just left. And I sent him a message and I said, call me. So again, we're still driving down this street. He's missing turns that I think we should be taking. Wait, did he call you? Did your friend call you? He did call me, but so remember I was telling you, he lives really close to that restaurant. Mm -hmm. So he had gone home. He started getting ready for bed, like had a quick shower, that kind of thing. So this is like what he's doing in this time that I'm I'm sending my location and all that. So um, we passed another turn where I thought we should be going. And the driver, he just keeps telling me, oh, my God, you're so pretty. You should model, Mm. you know, your hair, you're this, you're that. I was just like, at this point, I'm starting to like, okay, Almost like, okay, what's the plan? Wow. So, and first um, of all, it's it's two thirty in the morning. Like, is, who says that? Who says that at two thirty in the yeah. morning? If you're really not about that, so it's like, what are you, what are you trying to do, sir? <laughs> I made that comment, you know, to the police investigators and let them know, like, listen, I've taken Lyft before late at night. I've taken it with friends, you know, whatever, and if it's a male-female dynamic, whether it's one male versus a few versus one, and they're not. Let me. How do I? How do I phrase this? And there's no uh, sneakiness or weirdness or anything like that going on. They will go out of their way to steer the conversation in like um, surface level. But you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, do you guys work around here? You know, what do you do? Right. Do you like Atlanta? I like these restaurants. And they will go out of their way to make sure that you don't feel uncomfortable in because that dynamic already calls right. for that, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So we're, dri- we're probably driving like another three or four minutes and we cross over a street. And, like, alarm bells were just going off. And I was just like, hell no. Like, we're not supposed to be over here. This is not it. Absolutely not. What was, was like, if you can describe, like, what are the feelings like when you know, like, the alarm bells? Because I think a lot of times people don't know, like, like, I know when something's going crazy is because, like, like, it's like a knot in your stomach. Like, your hair starts standing up. Like, what was some of those feelings you was experiencing? Um, So, it was almost just, like, the anticipation of something not going well. I was feeling like nausea. Okay, I'll, I'll put it like this. Do you remember like when you were little, right? And you did something you weren't supposed uh, to do. You knew that ass was coming. <laughs> <laughs> right, maybe at school, maybe at home. And maybe it wasn't even that big. You just didn't really know what the consequences right. would be. And then kind of just that anticipation of of you, something you know is not going to be good. You just know what it is, right. You just don't know, but you know it's not going to end well. Mm. So it was something like that. So I actually, when we started going down this one street, I actually thought, like, oh, my God, I, I could projectile vomit on this windshield right now. What? And there there would be nothing I can do about it. That's how sick I felt. I felt like food poisoning. Wow. So I he turns on he starts turning onto a street like did he notice that you was like starting to fill i'm sure i'm sure he did because when we started talking i started like stuttering and stuff like that and at one point he picked up his phone and he was like let me see how far we are from your destination oh seven minutes let's get you to where you need to go almost like that was gonna calm me down and i was still like "Uh -uh." uh-uh nope so he starts so i'm super visual um that's what I do in my job that's just the way I'm wired Mm -hmm. um 
I just really can remember things. Now, if you tell me something, if I write something out, you know, whatever that, that's not whatever. But if I can see it, especially like in color or the way things are set up, you know, whatever. So we started turning on. So we passed an office building that was like beautifully. I just remember it being like beautifully landscaped. I was like, wow, you know, like I just remember seeing that. And then we turned onto a street and there's a median and I can immediately in the median see that the street is not being taken care of. There's pine straw, there's trash. Like it looks desolate. Mm. It looks like a forgotten street almost. And when he started to turn on the street, I said, I'm not feeling well. Can you please stop the car? Can you please pull over? I'm just, I'm really not feeling well. And he, like I said, he's already driving slow. So he slows down a little bit to make this turn but he speeds up, if that makes sense, to continue down the street. And I look over at him and he has this like death grip on the steering wheel with his right hand. Mm. With his left hand, he has what I would identify as a nervous Girl, tape. You really paint the he picture. Rubbing. I feel like I'm in the backseat watching this. <laughs> like this is... Because that's, because that's how vivid yeah. this is in my memory. And that's how... And sometimes I'm like when people... Because I've had people you know, my Instagram and stuff like that, tell me that they think I'm lying and all this kind of stuff. No, I'm sorry, sis. I'm sorry, bro. This is for real. This but happened. you know, I remember what killed me about that because I was going through your comments. I was just like, why would somebody make this up? And I know there's a lot of bugged out people, but like when I was reading it and you was like, you provided screenshots and stuff, nothing about that told me that you was lying. No. I would, first of all, I would never wish this on anybody. Second of all, this would not be a lie that I would tell. I mean, honestly, like, things are going pretty okay for me, right? right? Like, I have all of my basic necessities. You know, I'm not starving. I have friends. Like, things are, why would why would I want this and for what? myself? What do you gain from this? Exactly. So, so he, he turned so, down the street. He turned down the street. I look over. He's got this death grip on the steering wheel. He's like rubbing his index finger and his thumb together like vigorously. And I feel the car speed up. And it happened so fast. I don't remember it. So also, too, I'm very type A. Everything that I do has to be a plan. Everything that I do um, needs to be thought of, thought out. That's just the kind of person Mm -hmm. I am. And it happened so quickly when I looked over and felt the car speed up and looked over and saw him doing that I felt like I was going to vomit I felt like it was coming up from my belly like my chest kind of um you know like you would heave a little bit like my chest kind of and when vomit happened my arm extended out and opened the car door and I I I jumped out wow how fast do you think he was going I would say that he probably still was not going over 20 because he slowed down to make the turn right I, as soon as, as soon, when I say we were coming up on the turn and I asked him to pull over, so it wasn't like the car was, had fully turned and then I asked. When I saw that median look a mess the way it did, I already knew what kind of street we were turning around. Mm. You know what I mean? Going on. Like, I'm not new to this. Like, I know what is around Atlanta. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So as soon as we were starting to make the turn, I asked him to pull over. I unbuckled my seatbelt, asked him to pull over. I felt him speeding up. I saw over and looked at and I just got out. Wow. So did so, he stop when you jumped out? Like what happened next? So um, I had, just because this, this will make sense later. So I had on sneakers, socks, jeans. I had on a white t-shirt and I had on a jean jacket on top and I had a crossbody purse on. I had all my things like on me. I wasn't, except for my phone. So... I don't remember picking up the phone, but my friend must have called me back and I answered it as soon as I rolled out of the car. Because when I, excuse me, when I, when I stopped rolling, so I jumped out of the car and I hit, I flipped back to belly and then my legs over my head. Mm. And it's when my legs went over my head, the very first thing I did was grab my back. It had knocked the breath out of me. So I'm just like, I'm on the ground going like, <gasps> like trying to just catch my breath. And wow. my, one of my shoes came off and my phone, which was in my hand during the car. Cause like I said, I sent the text message. I was sending my location. 
I can hear my friend screaming on the phone. He doesn't, like I said, he was, you know, getting himself together. He was doing his, whatever he needed to be doing. He was getting ready for bed. He thought I was near my car. He's screaming, like, lock the door. I'm coming. I'm coming. Talk to me. Like, just the whole thing. So as soon as I flip out of the car, he continues driving for a little bit. I would say probably anywhere from, like, an, I don't know, like an eighth to a quarter of a mile, like, still drives for a little bit. When I flip out of the car, a car begins to turn onto the road that I was, that I flipped out on. I firmly believe that these people were sent for me because when I tell you that he was driving so slow and just was really like calculating and looking around to make sure that there weren't any cars Mm. and this car came out of nowhere and turned onto the street and they just stopped and their headlights were on me and um, I had gotten... I'm very happy that I had on as much clothes as I did because I had gotten some road rash on my back from when I flipped over myself. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you hurt yourself. Right. So as far as like topical, I have had like still do some cuts and scrapes on my feet, um, on my hands. I got a big patch of road rash on my back. Um, But I actually internally, like I I really hurt my back. Um, Wow. Yeah, so if you want to talk about that in a minute, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, but it's, to me, it's just like it's crazy because, like, you had no choice, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, yeah, yeah, that is scary. No, it was what it was, yeah. And if I have to, I, I, I told. I, I told everybody this. If I had to take that ride 15 times again, I would jump out of the car 15 times because I know I did the right thing, absolutely. Because it, it could have been a lot worse. I know for a fact. And I feel like a lot of people have been kind of jumping on my head because I've been saying this and that, you know, I can't see the future and I can't say what he was and what. No, I know for a fact that had I stayed in that car for another three minutes or so, I would have been hurt. And this would have been a totally different conversation. What's some of the feedback you've been receiving? So I, I know it's been pretty mixed. Yeah. So I would actually... I would actually say that 90% or more have been um, love, um, you know, apologies, just people standing with me, girls sharing stories that are similar to mine. I saw that too. I was like, yes, it's so crazy because I was doing my research. Um, According to a CNN and report, um, 103 Uber drivers and 18 Lyft drivers has been accused of sexual. But when I was going through your comments, it was like so many girls and I'm just like oh this is crazy yes I'm talking about girls who have said that they have been raped beaten and left for dead in a field by their uber driver saying their sister has been killed by an uber driver one girl I saw something like that this girl she was 30 she was killed by this uh, I want to say it was an uber driver yeah another girl she told me that uber driver did kind of did the same thing took her where she wasn't going to be she got on the phone with the police because of her reporting him they investigated him found out that he had killed two other girls um earlier that month and they were able to connect him it's it's just a whole thing wow so when when the car in front of you stopped was it somebody that was like they saw what was going on or yeah so they i really think they were kind of just shocked they saw me fly out of the car so um the guy he drives like I would say like an eighth of a mile maybe even like a quarter of a mile I'm pretty sure that he noticed the car in the rear view so he stopped eventually he stopped the car he um, opens up the driver's side door it's a two-lane road so the the driver's side door is hanging over the left lane he walks up to me and I am actively using my hand to shoot him away from me because I know the car can't hear me but I want them to see me mm-hmm because they're, they're headlight, and they even back their car up just a little bit, so that way their lights are fully on me. So I'm waving him away with my hand. He comes up to me. He goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Do you want me to call an ambulance? And I was like, I'm good. Get away from me. I'm good. Get away from me. Mm-hmm. He then comes closer to me, reaches down, and rubs my back like you would like a baby or something like that. And goes, you just had too much to drink, huh? Wow. 
So the whole time that he's doing this, <sighs> oh, I know. That keeps me yeah. that keeps me up at night. And the reason why, cause it, it really, like, blows my fucking mind because um, a previous episode, I interviewed this girl. Um, she was raped on campus, and she was raped by a college. Mm-hmm. And it's just so crazy to me how victim shaming is, like, a really big thing. Oh, for sure. I think at that point, I think it was less about him shaming me or anything else and just more about the fact that he wanted to cover himself both by the car that was seeing me and just when, if and when I reported it, that he came over and made that guess, you know, he said that, you know, so it's out, it's on the record. He offered to call me an ambulance and he said that, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So mostly I think he was just covering himself. I don't think it had anything to do with me, honestly. Hey, I'm confused. The cab driver, the Lyft driver came back. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. No, 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 no. The people, the people who saw me, were in the car the whole time. They never got out the car. Oh, so of course he don't cover his ass. No, this is the Lyft driver who stops the car and gets out and has the nerve. Wow. So when mm-hmm. you go to the police and they ask what did he say to you? Exactly. Oh. Exactly. What a fucking nigga, yo. Yo. <laughs> for him to even for him to even think that in that moment. Wow. Because he knew that you, he knew what your name. Oh, he knew. When I jumped out of that car, he already knew that I knew what time it was. Wow. And you had too much to drink. Like, get out of here. Wow. And then what? So the people, the other person that was in a different car, they never came out? No, they never got out of the car. So I get my stuff and I'll tell you what they told me in a second. So I'm getting my stuff up, right? I told you my shoe came off. My phone was out of my hand. He walks over to me. I grab my phone. So I'm talking on the phone. That's also why he said that. I get myself up. I have one shoe on. Everything else is still on my body. And I just start walking. I start walking away from him. And the car, eventually, they roll. Like, I, they just didn't know what was going on. So, eventually, they roll the windows down. They say, we called the cops. Are you okay? And it was a man and two women. And I was like, no, I'm not okay. Please do not leave. I'm like, no, I'm not okay. So, I start walking away. And um, I end up in that building that I was kind of not in the building, but like in the parking lot. Remember, I was telling you had this beautiful like landscaping, that kind of thing, because I was barefoot. So I walked on this little trashy road, like full of rocks and trash and all that. And then I go on this, you know, beautifully landscaped pine straw and like gorgeous bushes and all that. So eventually they they speed the car around and they're like, please get in the car with us. We call the cops like get in you know so I get I feel like I can trust them I get in the car and they tell me they were like what happened like we didn't know if you had been shot and you you know what I mean like you fell out the car or if he had hit you and you got out the car and I just told him I said listen he didn't do anything to me but I know where that car ride was going so I jumped and um they told me they were like we're all parents you did the right thing we all have daughters etc so so did the police come yeah the police came um was he still around no so he drove so (laughs) remember i'm like trying to i'm just trying to get out of sight and the jacket i had on was yellow and i remember thinking like i have to get out of his sight because i have this yellow jacket on and a white shirt like he can see me for a while to go so that's why I tried to hurry up and get away. I started walking through these bushes, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I got a little, like, ding on my phone. Like, you've just been dropped off. Rate your driver, tip your driver, whatever. So a lot is just going on. And it wasn't until the next, it was the next day when I went back with a detective that I realized that he drove away more than a block away. I'm pretty sure pulled in an apartment complex and said that he had dropped me off there. Mm. Yeah. So, and, and that was that was most definitely not the case. So the cops came, um, and, and when I first, so I feel like. People have to understand and realize that I'm not taking any of this lightly and by reporting it to the police. As you shouldn't. You know what I mean? And when when I was in the car, 
I was just so shaken up that I just made a decision to jump out of the car because I didn't feel right about the situation and I didn't think it was going somewhere well, but he hadn't touched me or anything like that. So when they were, but you got to trust your gut, man. No, you got to trust your gut. Like if nothing's going, if you feel like something is not right, you have to do for a reason. So I'm glad that I didn't, but that night when the police were kind of talking to me, they were kind of like, he was driving slow. So you jumped out or like, he called you pretty, so you jumped out. Like, they were just kind of handling me. Like, they didn't really understand. Instead of, like, okay, she jumped out of a car. Let's try and get everything that we can out of her. Um, So, the even the EMT was really rude to me. Like, fussing mm. at me, telling me, like, you're not answering me. This is a yes or no question. Like, I don't, yeah, it was a whole thing. So, um, when my friend finally arrived, um, you know, I told him, I was like, you know, I, and even the EMT told me like, your adrenaline is still up, but listen, tomorrow you're really going to be hurt. And so he was like, do you want to just come back to my house? Like, and I'll drive you back in the morning. I was like, no, bring me back to my car. Like, I'm going to call my mom, like have her, have her meet up with me. Like I have to, like, I have to go home now. And, Mm -hmm. um, for like the next about two, three days, I couldn't walk. Mm. I find so they finally hit you. Right. So like, um, I mean, by the time I had driven myself home, I was so stiff and locked up. I couldn't get myself out of my car. That's why I was like, I have to call my mom. Like she's going to have to help me because literally I can't. Should help me up the stairs, help me change my clothes. Anytime I wanted to get out of the bed to go to the bathroom, like, mom, you gotta help me, help me take a bath. Like, it was right, yeah. So, what's going on now with it? Like, have they found them or are they like so? They're they are conducting an investigation and um, Lyft fired him. Um, right, I saw that they claim that they did an investigation, but I also think you just kind of have to see it for what it is that, um. Have Lyft been supportive? So, yes. I So, I called and reported it immediately, um, and they got back to me. But you know how they outsource, like how companies outsource customer service? So, they didn't get back to me until that Monday, you know, so I made the claim. The claim had to come into the United States, and then, you know, we had to get back on regular business work day. So, um, they called me on Monday. And the lady was very nice and um, she was telling me, you know, we're going to take this seriously. We're going to investigate, da, 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 da. And by, by that Tuesday or Wednesday, it might've been Tuesday, end of day Monday, it was very quickly before they had decided that they were going to fire him and, you know, ban him from the community. Wow. Oh, girl, that is so scary, man. It's been. But it, have anybody found him? Have anybody like seen him or like? So, I know that people found him on Facebook just because it's really not hard. It's really not hard to do a Facebook search. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like a bunch of people were sending me his Facebook. Like I found him on Facebook. I found him on Facebook. And then one girl messaged me and was like, "I found him on Facebook, and I just been watching his profile for the last couple of days, and he took his Facebook down." But there's nothing. Until the investigation, um, okay, let me put it like this. If and when they find probable cause, then charges can be sworn out, mm-hmm. but it's based solely on that. So there's a chance and a good chance that because I wasn't hurt, that he may not be charged with a crime. Mm. So how have you been doing since, since this happened? Because I can so, only imagine like... right. Well, I can't imagine how you feel, but I can, I think I can just imagine how it makes you feel like on a day to day basis. Like it's, it's super up and down. There are, so I've done a couple other interviews and that kind of thing. And on days when I do that, I feel like, wow, like you got your story out. Like you might've helped one other person. And those are really good updates for me. And then there are other days when I'm, you know, I'm really in pain. So I ended up having some bone bruising. And my neck mm. and back have been in spasm for the last week or more. Um, so I'm, I'm dealing with the pain. 
Um, mm-hmm. The support has, I would say, made a big difference in my healing. Um, and here soon, I'm going to be starting some um, some mental health work <laughs> with a yeah, mental health to. professional. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No, yeah. I just, um, that's how I've been looking at it. Like, it is work. And I'm going to have to put this in to kind of get the end results that I want. And those end results are kind of just being freedom um, and peace with the situation and not letting this. I, I think I'm walking a fine line between being stuck um, in this place of when it happened and the, and the pain and, you know, the fear and that kind of thing. And then also and, and moving forward from that, but then also realizing that I, because this happened and because I wasn't quiet about it, I've got a really cool platform for advocacy now. And how do I mm. move forward in, in my healing and use that platform to the best of my ability at the same time? Mm-hmm. So that's where I am. Now, I'm really happy you was able to um, share your story on the on the PhD podcast because I think it's really important because, I mean, I mean, there's even been times where I went to sleep in the backseat of your car. Like, you just get so comfortable and you be not tired. Yeah, know. exactly. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, when people who have been in situations, it's just like they get victim blame or they even feel they should never went to sleep and they feel like it's their fault. But it's just like, it's not your fault, regardless of what happened. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm glad that you did share your story. And even though nothing happened to you, you got to trust your gut. Because I agree. If you probably would have stayed in that cab a little bit longer, something would have happened. I know for a fact. We don't know this, man. And I'm, I just feel like from everything that he said and how he was handling me, how he was handling the car, what street he chose to go on, I'm sorry. There's just no way that he had me all the way. He had me far from my destination. There's no way that he had me all the way out. And um, it's like the, the neighborhood is kind of like a park. So like this park area in the middle of the night. No, I'm sorry. No, you cannot. You cannot sell me the story on the safety in that situation. You just can't. Yeah. Um, last but not least, so what is some advice you would give to somebody? Like the red flags to always look out for? Because I think you mentioned a lot of things. But I just want to reiterate it so we can all be aware. Yeah. Well, I would say um, the biggest thing, just period. <laughs> is trusting your gut and I feel like that has just been the whole that that's been the whole thing and yes I noticed some red flags and that kind of thing but I needed to have a convert the the combination of all of those things the precaution that I took the red flag that I noticed and listening to my gut if one of those things would have been off I have to be honest with myself in saying that this could be a totally different conversation so the precautions that I took, I, I kind of described earlier, but just kind of bullet point is one that I don't use um, my full name um, on any of any rideshare apps. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't use an, a picture avatar at all. But some people are like a profile picture. But some people have suggested like, I will post a picture um with my entire family I will post a picture with mixed groups one girl was like I posted a picture of my boyfriend and that's just what it is you know what I mean so that's something to think Mm. about I like that one always checking the license plate of the car because like we talked about the scanners you just want to make sure that that car matches with the rideshare app so that god forbid something like this happened to you they can find that person Mm -hmm. um uh, not I sat in the front seat. If you don't feel comfortable with that, you know, you need to trust your gut on that. You need to make your own decision on that, but never letting your driver handle your back doors um, because they can activate the the child law. And then um, finally, the last thing was just kind of, well, I guess the last two, two things is never like oblige any driver's request. If they ask you to do something, unless it's stop kicking the back of my seat, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> then then you don't need to do it um and just anything else that you feel like is a red flag or that makes you uncomfortable then you need mm-hmm. to make note of that and just pay attention you know riding alert not being on your phone that kind of thing and just pay attention to where the ride is progressing and sharing your ride with your family and friends yeah yeah 
that is something uh, that I do just share in your location. Um, ever since this happened, um, I just like everybody else in the world have a thousand group messages on my phone. And one of my friends is a flight attendant and she'll send it in a big group where one of us is up at the time. And she'll like the last time she does, Hey guys, I'm riding this night shuttle by myself. I'd like to share my location with you. Okay. We're watching you. Let us know when you make it. Okay. I made it cool. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, So that little, that little, um, precaution alone could cut down on the time it notices down on the time that it takes for someone to notice that something has happened to her if she can't speak for herself right right i'm like really i'm not gonna say excited but i'm really like i'm really thankful no that i think excited because... is a good word i'm okay for that <laughs> well i'm no i'm really more so thankful because it's just like you know i don't know ever since i started doing this platform and i'm just learning so much and meeting so many different people and and learning and hearing about their experiences and like it's really like it really like grinds make my blood boil because men or not men but people just take advantage of women man it's exhausting i'm paying yeah and i'm paying for a service and it's like shouldn't that woman feel uncomfortable and it's like why are you why are you doing this at two or three o'clock in the morning like and it could have been something so worse i'm really thankful that you're sharing your experience and you know I know you would get through this, so I want to keep in contact with you. And for my guests, uh, for my listeners, if you have any questions for my guests, please make sure you email me at hello at professionalhomegirl.com because I think we need to all share these stories and share these experiences so we can know what to look for because some people don't know. Yes, I... Um, and some people are trusting. Oh, yeah, we all have that friend who's just really nice or, you know, whatever. Um, and I totally agree with you that getting the word out is... And one of the few things that I can do, and I appreciate you having me on, I would like to say, if you don't mind, um, that since this has been happening, I've been seriously considering, you know, talking to Lyft about some things that they can do to make the app safer. And if anyone would like to share with me any, um, you know, it's power in numbers. And if anyone would like to be a part of that or would like to share a negative experience they've had with Lyft, um, I'd love to hear it. Yes, please email me. I would gladly connect y'all because we need to, and however I can help you, because we need to, it got to get better. Right. 103 Uber drivers and 18 Lyft drivers, that's, that's too many that's been accused of assault. It should be none at all. If anything, trust your gut and be alert, y'all. Until next time. Later. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.